0: Hello, guys. I am Ricardo de la Blanca. During the last 20 years, I've been working in different parts of the world where I met very interesting people. People who accomplish what seems impossible. People who make mistakes. Fun and passionate people. People from whom we are going to learn what no school or university can teach. We're going to learn from leaders. Hello, Boyan. So happy you are here in this series of calls. As I told you before, the, 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 the intention is to change the mindset of the people during this crisis and this pandemic. For the people that don't know my friend, um, Boyan is the CEO for Bell in Central Eastern Europe. So it's a, it's a fantastic company. I think that mm-hmm. whatever cheese I'm having in Austria and in Europe is made by my friend. So I'm super, super happy. And, and I, I, I also want you, Boyan, that you tell us more about the company. But today, please, at the beginning, why don't we start learning from your life, the different challenge that you are living and all the, you know, the, the bad times? Because at the end of the day, what I want to put very clear in the mind of the people that are listening is that there is no free lunch. Leaders, people that we admire. At the end of the day, they are living a really hard time in the past, but was the way how they face these opportunities, the the way how they they um, put passion, positive energy to this to their life, uh, what made them successful. So thank you again, Boyana. I love you. We met uh, for also in the personal uh, side. We met in Harvard. What a better place to meet. Uh, and for, and we were you not know, just in, in class together, but in the, in the study group together. So we, we know each other very well, and for many years we have been sharing this fantastic YPO hardware opportunity. Thank you, Bojan, again, and please, tell us your story.
1: Thank you, Ricardo. Um, you know, I, I really thought uh, it was a mistake, you know, when you approached me, because for me it's, it's really, uh, I really, I don't know what I'm doing in the list together with the ex-president of Colombia, you know, and amazing people. Uh, I just, you know, went over the other interviews you did with, you know, guys like Salos Redney or uh, Mario Kennedy, you know, so I said, oh, go. But, you know, I accepted finally to do it. I don't think I belong in this list, but, you know, (laughs) in the name of our friendship, (laughs) you know, I decided to do it. Anyway, the, you know, I'm calling you now from my home in Vienna. The weather here is ugly. It's about, you know, 12 degrees Celsius and it's raining. Oh so God. I really well, appreciate can, that you can, that you interrupted. I mean, I mean, your view is amazing. You know, I wanna I wanna have your view as my virtual background, and uh, and I'm really sorry that I interrupted your walk in, in beautiful South <laughs> no,
0: Come on, it's a pleasure.
1: <laughs> so um, yeah, a few words about me. So for me, it's really uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you, and it's a true privilege to be in the in the list with all these amazing people that you've already uh, summed up uh, in, in your project. So on my side. Know, people usually think oh, where is this guy coming from you know i mean they, people think i'm from russia or somewhere else so uh, originally i come from uh, bulgaria um you know uh, from sofia bulgaria that's uh, you know the southern easternmost part of europe that's next to um, you know more famous countries like greece and turkey these are our our neighbors mm-hmm. and you know we have the privilege to be the poorest country in the eu uh and also a second privilege i had you know i was born in in uh in a communist regime you know in the hardcore you know i call it black and white communist regime wow. and i think this is one of our connections i mean you know a little bit how it looks with uh your beer uh venezuela exactly uh, you know so uh, that was the starting point and uh you know i want to say something you know i mean it's pretty bleak it was not a lot of uh, let's say it's not the best uh hand you can be dealt with in the beginning of the game um But, you know, everything is relative. Uh, There were, of course, you know, we were, today people are talking about confinement, like, oh, I'm not able to move, I'm not able to go out of my house. Well, we had this more or less at that time. You know, we were not allowed to exit the country. We were not even, people were not even allowed to move to another city. Like if you travel to another city in the community, and there was no pandemia, you know, you had to register if you go to another city. And anyway, you were not able to move and live in another city. So that was a starting point. And of course, today, you know, we take many of these, you know freedoms for granted but that was the, the starting point um so you know in my life i had the privilege to experience a regime change i would say i think for the better you know at uh, what were, time how old were you when i you was were? uh 16 i was 16 and that's the perfect age you know to to experience uh, free. <laughs> and you want to break everything you know when you're 16 or you want when you're 18 ah. you know, so So there was, there was. I consider myself very, very lucky uh, in many ways that this happened in my time, and that I was 16. Um, So the uh, and again, you know, the country was, you know, very, very poor. I mean, communism and totalitarian regimes usually make you poor. You know, so we were. um,
0: I I can I can understand, Boyan, how having this evidence is so so clear that communism is one of the worst things that can happen in the world. We are having so many of these intents all around the world. Spain is so close to going in this direction. So many countries. What the fuck? How, what can we do? You know what? I'm sorry for interrupting you, but I, I'm really committed. I was in a, in a chat group today in the morning and with a friends in, from the school, and I'm really committed to create, an, a, and you are going to be invited, to create a new, generation, a new generation of politicians I call political entrepreneurs. Because I, re, I believe one of the, the the things that we need to do is bring smart people, people that think if in government-like companies that are, are efficient, that they know how to manage and how to, you know what? I think that uh, what, what how is possible that, because I understand during the Cuba or this and that, oh my God, but today in these years, like still there are these crazy ideas. It's a nonsense.
1: So my dear Ricardo, you know what? I don't want to make the interview. Uh, too I know I'm on a I I want, I want to share, share my experience. And I can tell you, you know, the, uh, in purely in economics terms, I mean, it was it was a very very tough start. And you know, when you when you stop at the freedom of initiative and freedom of people, I mean, the result is pretty obvious. Huh? So to all people that I say, you know, that, that are tempted by the ideas, I said, I tried communism. You know, so I know what I'm talking about. I, I really uh, experienced it. And and you know, I can imagine that people in other countries, like Spain and other places. In the World Summit I mean, attempted to, to give it a shot. So I've been there. And uh, of course, I mean, uh, and, and still, uh, I'm, I want to make the link to to, to to our talk. Even in this kind of tough, I call it really black and white, you know, because we didn't have, we had black and white TVs, you know, things were gray. And even, even, even then, I mean, there's room for hope uh, and you should look at the opportunities, you know, and yes, we didn't have a lot of money, we didn't have a lot of, uh, sneakers and and you know computer games but uh, uh well we had time we had time and we had you know relationships so that was the, the positive thing um and uh, you know if you take yourself uh in, in hands, i mean you can always progress and you know i always say this too will pass and and you know the regime was over and we could uh, and we lived actually one of the most dynamic uh, uh Parts you can imagine, you know, moving from one political system to another and to a better one. I mean, this is this is a hell of a hell of an experience in a in a a positive way. So um, that was that was me until um, '89 was the Berlin Wall and all the collapse of all these uh, Eastern European communist countries. And then three years later, I went to uh, Paris in France to uh, to study. um, Initially, I wanted to study business, and I'm gonna get back to that because, of course, I mean, when you suppressed and not allowed to do business you know for for the first 18 years of your life i mean that was it's really really tempting to go in this uh, in this direction so um the what was it and of course the consequence of not having financial means is you know we in 92 we collected 700 uh, in the family you know and i thought this was a lot of money (laughs) like took a one-way bus ticket to paris wow Uh, to study so that's the beginning of the of the story and uh you know my father at that time told me you're crazy you know crazy i mean just you don't gotta leave and that's when you're 18 that's exactly what i want to hear you know so one of the 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 sharings or at least maybe for my profile that's exactly what i wanted to hear i'm gonna show you if i'm crazy you know so and i think young people and i think still you know we, we are a little bit not so young anymore with you I, th- I think you know uh, that's the strength of, of 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 youth. You know, being a little bit crazy, trying to break the rules, if it's in a in a, in a positive direction. And that was that was that was my chance. And you know, they went to Paris to study business. Uh, uh, I was quite how, lucky. How, how, how you pay the, the bills? I right. was working all the time. I I had seven hundred dollars. You know, that's it. And I thought you know, coming from Bulgaria, where the salary was like in Cuba, you know, was like twenty dollars a month. I thought I was rich. You know, so in Paris, I figure out it won't last me for more than i don't know a week or something exactly yeah so i started i started working oh, i did all kind of jobs uh, I was teaching lessons teaching math uh, uh, helping the students teaching i don't know chess uh, and you know waiting tables i was uh, cleaning windows i did all kind of jobs but
0: uh, well, well you know what boyan i love this story because i think that these are the stories that really people need to to listen there are so many people complaining, and they are so much comfortable than in this position. And I, the, the other day, I was with an Italian friend, Andrea, and he said this word: "Look, look how beauty." He said, um, "I moved from, it- from Italy to Londra, uh, Lond- London, because I think that there is an opportunity there." And I was so um, I I had so, um, so, so good luck because the only word that I could find is bringing post, uh, you know, the letters to one house to another so imagine they pay me to know the city oh my god so this guy instead of see the situation like poor myself i'm a little person with a motorcycle bringing a letter from one place to another he he he, the vision of this guy is oh my god thank god that i have such a beautiful work that they pay me to know better the city this is the way to move forward this is what people need to do so it's the same person in the same position. One is going to hell, and when he, and the other is enjoy everything a second. And then the same with you. So that, that, the, the, that all these work that you have doing, my kid the other day, my kid, by a mistake, uh, make an accident with a car. And uh, we, we pay, of course, but we tell him, OK, now you need a job because you're going to pay us back. And he started working in uh, making burgers in a, in a store. Yeah, yeah. And he said, he said, look, when he was cleaning the, the bathroom and he was cleaning everything and he saw another kid and he, sa- he said, I will never in my life, I'm going to throw a paper again in the floor because I saw how much time take and how disgusting it is. So I think that when, when we put our kids, when we put ourselves in other positions, not so comfortable. We even have a vision, a, a, a humble, a, a different perce- perception of life. That then, when we have a, pos- a position of power, we're gonna we're gonna do better job for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, for me, it really helped. Let's say not having uh, not having choice, um, and it will be a challenge. it will be a challenge. You know, my, like I tell you, my daughter is now uh, kind of born with the golden spoon in their mouth <laughs> you know so it will be it will be it will be really a challenge but of course i'm trying to, to kind of expose them to uh you know, real life patients real life and and value and uh of course they're still very very young but i i hope you know they grow up with the respect to, to so I,
0: I, and you was you was able yeah, going back to your story you were able from bulgaria to get in the university in paris
1: Exactly, exactly. So at
0: least you have the, the nice, um, I, I mean, the nice records in your studies to, to get in. Different... Okay, and you make well, a good test and.
1: Yeah, I did, I did the SAT tests, uh, you know, at that time. And, I, and again, I was, uh, you know, uh, I was in lucky in some ways uh, as well. You know, I mean, th- this is something that I want to share with you. You know, success and failure is very much in our head. Uh, and very much, it's all uh, relative, you know, I mean, of course, I'm complaining about Bulgaria being a very poor country, and communist, but we had, um, I was in a, in, born in a family with a lot of books, uh, all my grandparents already, you know, before the communism times, they had a higher education, uh, you know, my grandfather studied medicine in France in the 30s, and this was like to be Elon Musk today, you know, for a Bulgarian to go into France and study, uh, uh, but by the way, I think the story of my grandfather, one of my grandfathers is, uh, both of them actually quite uh, worth telling. You know, my grandfather was a, an orphan. You know, his whole village was decimated by a pandemic in the, in the 1918. Uh, so he was the only survivor of the village. So he was an orphan
0: yeah.
1: and then he made it, uh, he was taken by some uh, French monastery in, in Bulgaria. That's my kind of French connection. And you know he could go to to study up to studying medicine in France. You know, I mean, people of course were helping him, but I mean, this is I mean that's a, that's a pretty rough start. You know. Wow. Yes. So I was benefiting of. So this is just to give you a you know how. Of course. So you you learn French from him. No I did I, I learned French mostly myself later. By the way, as as you mentioned, a bit like a bit like your friend in London, I learned French by all these jobs. You know, I mean, all these jobs gave me an, an occasion to really really uh, learn the language fast and nice. and. and and properly, and of course, a little bit uh, uh, from him, but this is this is the. Uh, no, for,
0: for me the text How you made the test? In what language you
1: made the uh, test? So in English. That was in English. I was, I was very. So going back uh, to that, I would like to tell you that of course my starting position was in a way also good because I had this at least all these little books um, uh, uh, at home, and again, you know, uh, what we have culturally in Eastern Europe, and my parents, they would give their body parts, you know, for my education. And there was uh, they, these were the kind of values. Uh, this is another thing that I
0: want to put an emphasis: that education is the key to make change in life, one hundred percent. If someone is exactly. listening exactly. In this in this uh, podcast and, and, uh, and if they don't know how to move forward, trust us. The best way is go back to st- to school. Try to study something. This is the best best way because in some ways, my it's like making exercise like with your brain. So it's not just your bodies your brain and bring ideas open doors open windows and 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 look in your case you were in, in the communist regime in some way one of the worst thing that can do the communists is that they they, they mention them they they try to make every single person the same exactly you, but you were different you were studying even though you were kind of stuck at this point you were preparing yourself you were focused on that and this open a door and then you were able to jump to the next step.
1: Exactly, exactly, exactly. And you know, always you were kind of looking for sharing of, 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 of phrases. One of my other grandfather used to say, studying is not only enough, he said study languages, because uh, uh, a person with a diploma who doesn't speak a foreign language is like a person without a degree. You know, that was, that was. Uh, I love it. That was something that, that I was given by my, by, by my grandparents. and so. And I can tell you, I mean, when you speak a bunch of languages, I mean, open doors. Life is easier. Life is easier. Yeah, I agree uh, immediately. And then maybe something else that was that helped me a lot from my childhood. I mean, my grandfather was also telling me, "Don't be a musician, be a director." You know. So this was also, uh, and kind of this, we owe so much to our parents and, and to our environment and grandparents because I mean, these are these are things that that set you up. So rather than complaining about uh, my childhood, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I'm looking for a positive part of it and, and for things for the things that gave me strength for the future. So, Fantastic. as you said, I was studying, I was prepared. You know, immediately when landing in Paris, I could give lessons in a bunch of subjects, you know? So, uh, it was... It was, it was and, a, and you were willing to you know? do it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I was not willing, <laughs> I had to do it, my friend, you know? <laughs> but, but you know what? It,
0: it's also it's also a great thing. This fact that you mentioned: there is no Plan B, there is no option. It's just Plan A. And uh, in my case, I, had, I need to leave um, um, Venezuela and many other friends. When when we start doing these kind of things, and you have Plan A, B, C, and D, in some way, trust me, the Plan A mm, is not always working. Exactly. When when you really cut and you said, okay, this is the only plan and period, you made this happen but so many times when you have so many i'm not saying i'm not saying that you know you're not supposed to be prepared and you have a portfolio of options this is different but when you're making a decision to okay i'm leaving this point i'm going to the next one yesterday i was also talking with an italian a tv um an author of making books uh, roberto fantastic person and he always was saying saying that he was his father made him study engineer and he at the in the middle of the career, he thought maybe it's not my thing. But well, he finished. he worked to be sure. Okay, it's not. So he complete some some task. So it's important in life when when we put a goal, it's important to try to complete to really make the measure. Okay, now I'm sure because otherwise you're gonna you're we're gonna we're gonna see people jumping from one field to the other never completing anything and always without because when you jump maybe you're okay what if i would
1: continue what i I was doing so it's a disaster so i think it's another thing fully with you and you call it plan b Uh, i call it safety net i mean i didn't have a parachute you know i mean that's it and for me like after I, i left to paris on my own and my father telling me crazy for me there was no option of not making, you know, I mean, that's So I agree with you. The having the hedging and diversification and portfolio doesn't help to, <laughs> to achieve great things. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Okay. And during the, during, during the university, Bojan, do you have any mentor or how were how these years
1: in the university? This is uh, such a good question. You know, I, I was actually very, very lucky. I had my, you know, always had my, my wife calls them the guardians angels. So I was I went to Paris to study business, you know, after communism. And then three months or four months later, my economics professor comes to see me and says, you know, hey boy, come here. Uh, said what? He said, change your major. You know, study something, you know, serious. I mean, business. You know, you always gotta learn it. So he made me change my major to economics, uh, which was harder. So again, this was my and he remained all my mentor uh, throughout my undergrad degree. And I can tell you, I mean, the guy was an amazing teacher and a born teacher, you know, he would just go, take the chalk and not stop, you know, for the whole thing. And and uh, and of course, I mean, these people there, they the, they become the role models. Uh, so he's, he was an Iranian guy. His name is uh, Ali Ranema. I mean, totally amazing. So he made me change my major. He said, I mean, come on. I'm I oh, is in business? <laughs> uh, so uh, I got a, he told me, get a real degree, you know? Um, so I changed to economics. So I was studying harder subject, you know, with uh, more conceptual, m- more uh, mathematics and statistics. And um, I, I minored in business. But this was one of my first mentors. Um, then as one of my student jobs, I, I was, became kind of a personal assistant to the ex-CEO of Ford in, in France. Wow. The guy was not computer literate, so he came on campus and he was looking for a student to help him, uh, you know, deal with IT and computers. And at that time, I was a student. I was on top of IT, uh, you know. So, um, so I mean, can you imagine? The guy was like 65, 67, I was twenty-two. Wow. I mean, this, and he was an amazing, amazing, amazing mentor as well.
0: This is also, also, that I advised to people, to young people. To go closer with smarter, uh, more rich, better positioned people that, that, that you can. Because, in, and you know what, clean the car, whatever, but be close to these people. Try hey. to find an opportunity to bring value to this person. Because just one phrase can change your life. So they give you an option. If you can learn a little bit from them, it's, it's like a huge advantage in, in your life.
1: Exactly. So I was both lucky. And, yeah, I mean, probably lucky, and, and I could also connect and appreciate and nourish the rela- relationship with such people, but this was, uh, this was amazing. And also, the mentors, also they give, they're like coaches. They give you confidence at the right moment, you know. It's true. After my undergrad, uh, you know, uh, I was thinking what to do, and I was hesitating whether to apply to business school for an MBA. And he said, go for it, he says, and he told me, "Boy, I'm going to bet my last dollar that you're going to make it, you know. And when a guy like this, I mean, this gives you confidence, this gives you energy, you know, too. So I applied to INSEAD, by the way, it was also one of his suggestions. And for your info, you know, people say that INSEAD is the European Harvard. You know, uh, we say that actually Harvard is the American INSEAD. So So you you go directly from from the university to the MBA? No, no, no. I I started working uh, first for L'Oréal and then for Yves Rocher. And then I quickly moved to, to INSEAD, and then INSEAD, really, first of all, it's a great school. Um, uh, it's, uh, it's a great school, uh, great students, um, and also it opened a lot of doors to me. I mean, of course. this was kind of really, the, the, uh, you know, uh, in, in some ways, I, 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 I want to go back to talking about maybe sharing experience with, with young people and what worked for me especially for those who don't know what to do. After that, I spent uh, uh, some years in consulting, strategy consulting. And uh, for people uh, that don't have a clear idea and uh, calling, I mean, that's something I would, I would really, really recommend that, that really helped me a lot to get kind of both conceptual skills, structuring skills, and also you immediately start talking to CEOs or board level people. And I was, I don't know, 25, 26. Um, it's, it's, it's also a great um, learning uh, opportunity. And again, there are two types of people, those who are born to be consultants. So for them, I would recommend to stay consultants. For other people, I would say stay there two, three years, and then move on. I love it. So my, my consulting experience really, really... Uh, Helped me a lot, and it's still giving me, I would say, some some advantage or edge or uh, you know help in, in in my job.
0: I I can't agree more with you because in some way, uh, even uh, I don't have a, a, an exactly a consulting agency, but being able to work in marketing and communication for a company forces you to really go deep. In different industries, so in some way we are consulting, understanding, learning about. But then we focus more in, in one aspect: is the communication. But in some way, to really help brands and uh, how to communicate, uh, what to do with the products, we need really we need to really go deep. And and I feel the same as you. I think that the I I I love jumping every single day from rice uh, to uh, the store to maybe something of mo- to cell phones so it's, it's fantastic and for me it's so fun learning and always also it's not boring because I, oh. I I don't see myself all the time doing the same I think I'm gonna kill myself but but I, I, I absolutely agree with you that this is the best con- advice for kids that they finish if they go to consulting they can literally go deep and in a nice position with nice views about different industries and then discover what they, they really believe is the passion. I agree with you. So, exactly. and then tell me, so mm-hmm. then you, you finish, so uh, you work L'Oreal, then MBA, then in
1: consulting, then consulting.
0: consulting. Yeah. and how many, how, how many years did you, you do in consulting?
1: I spent a little bit too long, I would say. Um, Four years, I spent four years. Okay, that's I would say the max people should do. Uh, I mean, unless they really want to stay into consulting. Some people are born, you know, to uh, not of course. in the industry. Yeah, this was not my case. You know, I I like leading big teams and in, and I like also implementing the things I recommend. You know, got it. So I, I'm not getting a kick. I, I really like the intellectual and conceptual part, but I like putting into into place and I like seeing the results. You know, so this I was. Of I, course, I really have a strong uh, affinity for action <laughs> you know me a little bit so um i i actually joined one of my clients who i was i was 30 um was a you know french uh, ceo of uh, bell at that time Francis lecamis is his name he told me he made me a very i was working on a project for him uh, and he told me you know boy and join us and i said why should i he was working for bell at that time and i said well he said, you know I'm going to you know pay you more and I'm going to make you a country manager in one year you know which was uh, which was a very uh, appealing offer in this company in France oh my god you totally made it exactly and uh, so I did I jumped uh, ship and actually he kept his promise which was not an obvious uh, promise to keep and you know they sent me at that time to uh, Austria I was I don't know 30 31 uh, I can tell you pretty <laughs> <laughs> unexperienced as a as a as a country manager and you know things uh, yes, super
0: john also sorry super john i mean
1: yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely i was i was quite young and um um uh, it was a it was a you know nice continu- continuation of the story yeah and then you know little by little we were uh, i was adding uh, more assignments more countries uh to that and and, Fantastic. and yeah yeah
0: Now, now i need to jump to the to the questions so how old are you, how old are you right now i'm 47 47 okay do you remember the first time how old were you when you make the first penny the first dollar or whatever
1: absolutely absolutely i was 13 and uh <laughs> i was carrying away construction waste from a construction site for a, a friend of my uh, uncle okay. so um yeah it was uh, <laughs> One of the benefits of doing, of doing all these tough jobs, I can tell you it's a, it's a big motivation, you know, to excel. Study. To study, exactly, exactly. I mean, this was really part of my, kind of, I was like, I'm going to hit the books, I'm going to get the grades, I and I'm going to get the job because, I mean... Um, I don't want this for my life. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Got yeah. it. Uh, and, and the toughest job I did for free was for one of my, uh, for the, uh, one of my, the brothers of my grandfathers was a shepherd. I was a bunch of herd of sheep and I, you know you have this romantic thing you want to be with the sheep in the mountain I can tell you I did it for two hours I mean, that, that's and I, and I have and I have huge huge, huge respect for all these uh, the jobs and I can tell you that they're, they're very 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 tough so I resigned after two hours for my shepherd experience again at the, at the age of 13 <laughs> it was it was a big disaster
0: <laughs> okay uh, one question what was the, the, the biggest success of your life but you to see the big success.
1: The biggest success of my life is, um, in, uh, again, I really want to be clear with the audience and with you, my dear Ricardo, on the definition of success and failure. You know, success, what is success to me, can mean a total Absolutely. failure for somebody else. Absolutely. And, and vice versa. Um, so for me, this will be very, very personal, but the, the, the biggest. Uh, success for me is having you know my family my wife uh my kids my friends um being healthy uh being here uh that so it's not the number of employees or the zeros in the bank account uh but that's that's i consider this my a success. You you
0: you know what? Yesterday I was talking with another friend in in, in an interview, and um, you know that right now there is kind of a trend that is better instead of going to the university, go to a super short uh, a course and find something specific and then start making money. But and, and at the beginning, for me, it makes sense that it's true. Uh, why to spend so much time? But but, I remember. Uh, do you remember the not not last year, two years ago in Harvard, when um, um, in class there was it, was it was one of the last classes that we start all crying. Let yeah, it go, gosh, gosh, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. so one one of the thing that is most important and, and and fantastic from universities is that make you, make me, make people that go there to really change perception about happiness. Give us more responsibility about what we should be doing as a head of a company through the social impact that we can make and not just the money that we can bring to the shareholders. So, for me, it's, it's, um, it's such a mistake to cut uh, the, you know, and try to find a different option super fast. And forget the, the the big value of the university and maybe in the short term or immediately through numbers you can perceive is how real university like harvard can change people deeply can change really for better so i i really change and gira is responsible you know the head of the of this program yeah. of all these because in my case i remember even freedom freedom start with this so
1: I, I, um, I remember you do charting it on the on the, on the paper, you know? Nowhere.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, you I was were there. The I was there. Yeah, <laughs> shit! So he was in class with his first lines, and no one understands what the fuck is that. Okay. So what 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 the the beauty the beauty about the universities, and I really push kids to go to the university, is to not just learn how to make money, but learn how to be better leaders, better people, better fathers. Because this, the impact in society, is more, and more bigger than just making money. So I, I totally agree with you, and I need to find a way to to communicate this better, Boyan. I think that we need to have a responsibility to to explain the world and to share that we we need to start studying to be a better person and not just to be to making more money. Okay, sorry for the long comments. Oh no, no no, it's
1: good, it's good, it's so, good.
0: What is the the biggest uh, failure in your life, Because every single person has, you know?
1: The, uh,
0: I cannot give you a concrete example,
1: uh, but I would say uh, I've I've had, uh, I have to also make a transition now, but uh, I've had many failures. And, you know, people who don't move, uh, do not fail. You know, and I have, you know, I made mistakes probably every day um, and and, and a bunch of them. Uh, I would say, where i had the biggest regret and, and which i consider a, mis- a mistake or a failure is is you know being too tough on many people uh you know privately um in including my close family being too tough on friends being very tough on colleagues uh on competitors in business and of course tough with myself so um there's a maybe one sharing from again one of my mentors that i had that i have um Is easy does it, you know. I think you can achieve a lot with, uh, and you have it this more a little bit in Latin, you know, kind of suave, you know, take you, you know, take it easy, be a little <laughs> bit more. Uh, uh, Maybe too much in Latin, too much in Latin.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Maybe Sorry? too much in Latin, too exactly. much in
1: Latin. Yeah, but I mean, you see what I mean. I think you can achieve a lot. Uh, I know, I know. Kindness, and and I've been, what I consider my mistakes, he been in many occasions and uh, you know too tough on, on my close family on my friends uh, on colleagues competitors as i told you and, and on myself at the end of the day so that's yeah, and,
0: and and i also love William, how you without any problem mention i do mistake every single day and it's beautiful that we can understand that. And it's not a problem. And we understand that the only way to create something new and is experimentation. So it's normal to, in some way, be open to make mistakes and immediately learn from this mistake and don't do it again. So it's, it's a normal process. And, and, and I think in America, it's very clear that it's like this. But in other countries, I, I think it's important to also teach this lesson. So they need to be open to make mistakes. Of course, be responsible. It's not going crazy. but but if if you do the homework, if you are doing some process and then for any reason doesn't work, it's not a problem. Let's try to learn and improve. That's it. What is the best advice? You're totally
1: right. In Europe, I mean, like still people are about perfection and exactly. you know failures and mistakes and all. Very uh, judgy, both. sorry. Very yeah. judgy, also. Exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm fully with you and uh, kind of even admitting a mistake is considered a weakness and you know uh exactly there, there's a lot of uh, and that's and i've been you know part of that in the past and and i, I have been uh too too tough on myself and unfortunately on uh on a, on a lot of people got
0: it do you have an amount of money to stop working Boyan, or you enjoy what you do and you're
1: never gonna stop no definitely never gonna stop i mean it's impossible love uh, it love so, it <laughs> one one thing is uh learning and the thing is that I mean you have to really address me but my my list of books to read and things to do is not decreasing it's increasing <laughs> i love so, it i love it <laughs> so so i can tell you i mean i i cannot see a stop and um uh, as of you know i have to stop breathing you know to stop to stop working yeah i so i uh, eventually i will stop but it's not linked to the money and uh, uh you know i think i'm Pretty unmaterialistic uh, person. The there are things uh, again for me personally. There are they, uh, it's not uh, only the numbers that are that are important. And uh, but definitely, and this is what I tell to you know. I, I teach some students uh, kind of pro bono, and I always tell them that they all think that after their BA or MBA school stops. No, uh, I mean school never stops. Um, no, but yeah. what is the best advice that someone tell you? The uh, best advice that uh, somebody told me, uh, I told you, I already mentioned it spontaneously, it's easy, does it? And then, um, you know, going back to the wisdom of my uh, grandfather, uh, do not be a musician, be a director. That's that's
0: Okay, Um, I I, I, I know the answer of this question, but I need to do it. How many days do you make exercise?
1: Well, it has been changing. Uh, you don't know the you don't know the answer because you know there was the pre-COVID and and post and oh, during COVID situation. So I was doing it uh, by the way, very important uh, uh, way of uh, maybe uh, experience sharing here from one of my mentors. Um, the um, and actually he was a kind of a competitor, you know. And I was I was in my mid thirties. The guy was mid fifties. And we were kind of in a little bit of a corporate fight. So we had some team building event and I was doing sports. I was pretty fit at that time. And this guy was, you know, pretty fit too. So I, one of the things maybe to share is to explore and go ask people, what are the secrets of success? So I, I went to him and said, well, wait a minute. Uh, you know, you're 50 something, you're as fit as me. Uh, how do you do it? And he asked me, how do you do it? And I told him, well, you know, I do sports when I have time left. And he was like, you should take it the other way around. You know, if you really want to invest in your health and fitness, you should really make it a priority in your agenda and then do the rest if there is time. So, so this was a mental shift. That, and really before it, I was, you know, my health and fitness was my slack. You know, and if I had something left over, nothing to do, then I would do that. So really this, this made a mental shift. Uh, uh, turning it the other way around. So, I'm very grateful to this kind of, of uh, corporate enemy. Uh, so, you can learn from your, from your enemies a lot and from your competitors. Um, and uh, then I've been doing maybe three times a week uh, in, a, in a very consequential way. One of the good things about the COVID and was I'm doing it now every day. Yeah. So, this is amazing. This has been very, very good. Do you, you know think- all the commuting and traveling times which has been compressed? Uh, part of it I could take, uh, I could take and and emphasize on, on, on sports.
0: Well, yeah, do, do you eat healthy? Uh, what do you think, Ricardo? Oh, yeah. I think
1: yes, I think, well, but- <laughs> 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 but, uh- yeah. yeah, the uh, I think that's that's uh, I'm a kind of a healthy eating uh, freak as well. Uh, and you know, one of the uh, sayings that I'd like to share, because you know, I saw the other, some of the other interviews is, "You cannot outrun your fork. Uh, so I mean, if you eat wrongly, you can go to the gym as much as you want. Uh, you, you will not be able to get rid of the damage uh, created by your intake. So I think I think healthy eating and healthy drinking uh, is, is essential. Is essential and 100%. At at what time do you go to sleep? 11, 11 30. Wake up? up 7, 7.
0: Okay, perfect. And okay, what is it? If you need to advise or give a recommendation of just one book, what do you recommend?
1: the uh, I I have to give you two books, you know. uh, Okay, so I was talking a little about luck. Uh, it's uh, By the way, it's a book by three uh, INSEAD professors, That it has co- three co-authors. One of them is Greek, the other one is Indian, and the other one is uh, Greek, Indian, uh, and Spanish. So Greek, Indian, and Spanish, all of them are statistics professors. So the name of the book is called Dance with Chance. Dance with Chance. And mm-hmm. the subtitle of the book is Making Luck Work for You. And the book is amazing. I mean, it has everything about oh, it. I love it. About business, about health, about sports, about love. Let's not forget it. I mean, this is probably the, the most important. So the book is absolutely amazing. It's totally under the radar, but it's one of the best books I've, uh, one of my top three books wow. in my life, and it has been shaping also my kind of approach to, uh, uh, to life. It's uh, I would call it one of those life-changing uh, books. It has about investment as well, forgot to mention, the diversification and all that, but it's it's an amazing book. Second book, so the first one is Dance with Chance. uh, And the second one is called The World of Yesterday. And this one is uh, written by a Viennese, you know, I live in Vienna, by a Viennese author called Stefan Zweig. And um, this is a book about history of Europe from 1900 until 1942. And I would say that's an amazing book uh, that has to be read by, um, I think it should be a must-read must book in high school uh, for everybody. So the world of yesterday. Amazing.
0: I love it. Okay, Boyan, and the last question, what is the advice, brother, that you give to the people that are listening during these crazy times, uh, a, a Pandemia advice? No, oh, it's like, so in this time, uh, where people are super depressed, super thinking that it's the end of the world whatever. So what is the advice that, you know, it's is the last question. So what is the last
1: advice that you give in this interview? Well, my last advice is these two shall pass. Look for the opportunities. Complaining about it doesn't help. But I would say in every crisis, and I know uh, they said it in Chinese, opportunity uh, and crisis is the same word. So, you know, in uh, and I see so many people around us in YPO, for example, Ricardo have it, like when this, uh, sorry, uh, shit hits the fan, you know, those with the, the right mindset say, okay, great, what are the opportunities? So, um, and it, of course, it's not easy and, and not a walk in the park, and it has been dramatic for some families and for some businesses, for, from a, for a lot of our friends who okay. have hotels, restaurants, travel industry. I mean, it's very, 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 very tough um but again what are the opportunities and i think uh, everything is has a meaning uh, for happening and with the right mindset uh, we can we can we can enjoy and we can progress and we can learn from from any situation
0: 100% boyan i love you brother thank you for being this call i hope to see you soon in vienna in the us or whatever we we can
1: ricardo thank you really for having me for uh, taking your time on the weekend and for, you know, having me in this amazing oh, no. uh, roster of people. No, Thank brother. Brother. You, you. Take, Take care. Out.